Dr. Green, thank you for talking to us here at Karma. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about what you are hearing on the ground in terms of what's happening in far west New South Wales? Look, it's an absolute shambles up there in the way the government has responded to the unfolding crisis. They had the opportunity last year um, when the virus first started circulating in Australia to ensure that all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities were protected from this virus. And in fact, in Wilcannia and Broken Hill, the Aboriginal Medical Service wrote to the government last year expressing their concerns about what would happen if the virus hit there and what services needed to be put into place, firstly, to prevent the virus from arriving there and, secondly, um, to act if the virus did arrive to protect people in that town and in those communities. Um, The government, I don't know... for whatever reason, did not take any notice of what the medical service was asking. Um, And sadly, the virus has now arrived. um, Transmitted from some poor fellow who was released from jail, not knowing that he was COVID positive. He was tested within the prison system and was um, released on bail before the results came back in. And he returned to his community. Unfortunately, then, there was a community funeral before any of regional New South Wales was locked down, so nobody who attended that funeral was doing the wrong thing at the time, and unfortunately, from there, it seeded the outbreak that is now in Wilcannia and some of the other communities in regional New South Wales. But the response on the ground has not been great and we now see that community having um, over one in ten people infected and that number's growing every day. And sadly, it is you know only a matter of time before we start seeing deaths within that community. Mm-hmm. The response to people on the on the ground who are sick is either to remove them from their homes to an outlaying area. Um, people are self-isolating in tents in their yards because of overcrowding within the houses or they're self-isolating in tents down on the riverbank. As, as you guys up there know, desert nights are very, very cold even if the days are very hot and so people are left without adequate shelter. There are stories of people that have been removed to isolate outside of town actually needing to come back into town to get food because the promised food supplies um, on some days haven't eventuated. And the response to the community, rather than being a public health response, has ended up being the police and the Defence Force, who know criticisms of the police or the Defence Force Um, They are working very hard, but the reality is that this is a public health issue, not a law and order issue with which it's being treated. There are stories of people being picked up and taken to hospital and to medical appointments. Sometimes those people are not COVID positive, but have mental health disorders or issues being taken in the back of paddy wagons. Um, because paddy wagons are easier to clean out than other forms of vehicles. It's 
horrendous. You hear people turning up to hospital, not being allowed inside the hospital, being forced to sit outside in the mm. cold of night um, and being sent home and then needing to be airlifted by the Royal Flying Doctors to Adelaide for medical treatment in quite serious issues. Uh, sorry, quite serious um, circumstances. Food in the community has been another issue. Um, the food supplies have been low. The only supermarket in town at one point needed to cl- uh, close for cleaning. You have people who are going out getting rused and being told that they're not allowed to supply that meat because it's not you know, commercially um, treated and supplied to people. You know, people on the ground out there are absolutely desperate. Um, Do you think... We've got the issue with our prison populations where people are becoming positive within prisons, um, being released and being allowed to go back home. Um, And this is a growing concern. And unfortunately for people being released from prison, there's a risk that they'll become ostracised, that the community will reject them and they will have nowhere to go because the community is so scared of additional cases of covert being brought into the community. We just have an absolute shambles by the New South Wales government and Aboriginal people and people in prisons are the ones that are paying the high price for this government not being able to get it back together. And they're starting to do things now, but it's a little bit too little and too late for those people who will ultimately pay the price of the government's sheer incompetency and neglect that hasn't just happened in the last couple of months, but this has been many years in the making. Some would say that uh, the federal government is also to blame. We've heard Premier John, Deputy Deputy Premier John Barillaro saying that you know people who should have been vaccinated in phase one A and one B, which I would have thought would include people within Wilcannia or in the far west of New South Wales. Uh, should have been vaccinated and a disaster like this could have been prevented. Does well, any of that blame lie yes. on the federal government as well? Well, the, the federal government is as equally as guilty as the state government in allowing this situation to inform, to form over many, many years. And the whole idea that Aboriginal communities were one B priority is a joke. Um, I myself, why I don't live in Wilcannia, I live close to Wagga Wagga, a very large regional town. I waited nearly three months before I could get my injection. My daughter has waited five months and she works in a school. Um, You hear of stories of people all the time who would be vaccinated if they could. And for... um, it to be suggested that the reason Aboriginal communities aren't vaccinated is because their vaccination avoidance is just just a lie. Um, it can't be called anything but just an other lie because the vaccinations have not been available to people in community and we've been waiting months. So if we're waiting months in a large regional town like Wagga, um, well, Kenya's had no chance at all of being vaccinated. And if we consider the size of the health service out there, it's very, very small. It doesn't have the 
facility or the resources for the mass vaccination that needed to occur 12 months ago. Um, you know, the federal government is just as guilty and blaming firstly the people for not being vaccinated, as I just said, it's a lie. Also, the stories that were told about the family um, and the people who attended the funeral and them being held accountable for the spread of this virus is just the government covering its own back for where it has mucked up for its own incompetency. Those people did nothing wrong. There was no lockdowns or restrictions in that area at the time that funeral happened. And it's just an example of government incompetency and then them seeking and demonising Aboriginal people, not for the first time, for their own incompetency. How much do you think this says about government's treatment of First Nations people in remote communities and the idea that we need to protect our vulnerable? Do, do you think that it is completely uh, a... Well, you, you've given us some strong words there already in terms of yes. what you think, but, I mean, in terms of just being able to look after a, a, a an Aboriginal community like Wilcannia, having 700 people be vaccinated, do you think that this this is underlyingly got a, a element of neglect? Let, let me just be really, really blunt here. This is racism. This isn't about them not having the ability or the resources to do it. They have purposely ignored and neglected Aboriginal people. And this is the ongoing reality of living in a colonised state. Um, they don't care about us. Let, let's not pretend any different. They are never going to provide us with the services and programs that not just do we need, but we're entitled to as Australian people. We have the same rights as every other Australian person. However, our government continuously fails to deliver. What that means for us is we need to stop looking to government for the answers. And we need to find ways to provide those answers for ourselves. We know last year that not one Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person died from COVID. And in fact, there was no known cases of COVID within our communities. This year, we've been slammed. What was different? Last year, our health services, our Aboriginal services took control and direction of what was happening. This year, it's out of our hands. We need to burn together of our own nations, our own communities, and work together to look after our mob because, in the words of Kevin Gilbert, the white man will never do it. We have to do this for ourselves. We have to gather together stand up strong and to provide for ourselves because within this system, no matter how many Aboriginal people we have in federal government, we are never going to be able to rely on the white system to look after us.